Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm going to fuck your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hello, citizens of Earth. How are you doing today? You okay? I hope you're good. And if not, it'll get better or it won't. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fruitfully Hugged. Uh, it's the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome. If you want to email us, it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Make that subject line interesting, Make but correct, juicy. accurate, please. Mm. Some juice. Don't fucking bait and switch us. Juicy uh, tea. Yes. So this subject line is I slept in the same bed. As my best friend's best friend. Oh, my boyfriend's. Boyfriend. My boyfriend's best friend. Am I wrong? But probably. Uh, you're wrong and you're a whore. Dicey. I mean, weird. Okay. I would appreciate your advice and insight on my current situation. I, female 27, have been dating uh, B, male 36, for almost a year. He has an awesome friend group and we are happy together. He has a friend, C, male 31, that has been a, a pretty chaotic dating life and I always seem to give him advice. Mm. We have become friends too, like brother and sister. B felt like C and I were getting too close, but I tried to ensure that I have no feelings for him and think of him as a friend. Yeah, C slept in the same bed together after that. <laughs> cool. C is pretty notorious for being overbearing with gals. All my girlfriends call him a dork. So we got asked to go to a birthday party for M, female, 30, 30. There's too many letters in this email already. We were both excited, but realized B would be out of town. He told me I could still go. So your boyfriend said that you gave still, you permission. Yeah, give you permission to go to a party. That's strange. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I've gotten, but I guess it's like his friend group. So I understand. Uh, I've gotten close to his friend group and had no problem going alone. Her birthday was a party bus and we stopped at cool. multiple bars after the bus be hosted uh, after hours. Her husband and her have a nice house with a cool karaoke setup, so I decided to go. At around 2.30, I realized I couldn't get an Uber, yay, Midwest cities, so her husband set up a bed for me. Meanwhile, C also attends the after party. It gets a little hazy, uh, but I told C he could sleep in the bed with me with a pillow fort between us. I grew up with two brothers, and it was pretty common to share beds. Anyway, he follows me up, but sharing your bed with your brother is much uh, different than your boyfriend. Because I think yes. you can pretty much trust that you're not going to fuck your brother. I mean, you're and in the Midwest, you, but yeah. And if you do, like, that's like there's a larger a issue there, yeah. you know. Anyway, he follows me up and we lay down. He doesn't try to touch me, but about two what to ten gent. minutes in, I realized it was probably not okay and told him that he should sleep on the ground or another couch. He said yes and left, but also made the comment, you're such a good girlfriend. Ew. B came back from being out of town and he asked if I slept there. He also found out C was there, so I told him the story. He, of course, freaked out. We were on the verge of breaking up, but he said he will get over it. Okay. He was cheated on, so I know this looks bad. So what are your thoughts? Can we still hang out with C? B has not spoken to C about, nor nor have I. I love this friend group, and I don't want to start drama, but I do want to respect my boyfriend. We are also on the same uh, volleyball team this summer. Ha, so that also makes it awkward. Attached our photos. C is the blonde one. Yeah, we have to see how hot this guy is, basically. Mm. Hmm. Slightly hotter than your boyfriend? I don't know. I can't really tell. It depends on the personalities. I can't tell on a picture. Uh, You're holding your boyfriend's stomach like he's expecting. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little weird. I wouldn't be jealous of this 
this guy. This guy looks weird. Yeah. 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 He's like a Napoleon Dynamite type. Yeah. 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 But, he's like a beefy Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure your boyfriend is not taking that into consideration. It's probably just reacting off of his feelings of him asking you or, or uh, indicating that he noticed you guys were close, that it was weird. Then the bed thing. It's that's a one-two punch. That's like I don't know. Yeah, he was like he was already on his radar to be wary of this guy. Also, I just don't understand. Like, okay, like, and also, like, why why did you turn into this friend's fucking personal therapist? Yeah, like, also, how did that happen? Right, you know? right. It's like it's bad enough when when we do it for guys who are providing things for us. Like, this guy's not. You're not even fucking this guy. Why are you yeah. giving him all this free therapy? It's right. weird. I would just say to your boyfriend, like, you're you're really sorry. You understand how that looks especially given the conversation that you had previous about this particular guy and that it, it won't happen again. I mean, it, but it's up to him to get over it. You know what I mean? If he wants to continue the relationship, he has to, you know, do so in good faith and, and move on from that after you've talked about it. Yeah, listen, like you didn't do like anything wrong, but like, did you do something that's like weird that like I wouldn't have loved if it was like the tables were turned for me? Yeah. True, yeah. Like I've totally slept in uh, a bed with someone. Like it wasn't when I was dating someone, but I, me and me and Shane Smith, we shared a bed on the road and uh, we just went to bed. Um, but then I put up a, a pillow fort because I thought it would make him comfortable. And then he, then he was just like offended. And I was like, I wasn't trying to offend you. I was just trying to like make it make like, space. Night. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I don't right, know. I right. Was just try- I was trying to make it more comfortable for. Were everybody. you dating somebody? No, or, I don't think oh. either of us were dating anyone at the okay. ta- time. I don't think. I've never non-sexually laid in bed with a guy. Yeah, I ever. Mean- I really I, have. I don't think so. And I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, like my brother and stuff, and I would share beds on vacation and stuff. But uh, huh, I don't think so. Yeah. I have, and I've, but I've also like. Um, oh wait, no, Justin Silver. I have. Sorry. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, obviously Tommy, but that's a little different. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like it is, it is possible, but I think like probably also like less possible when you guys are dr- out drinking, which is I'm guessing what's happened. Okay, yeah. Right. So it's like I've shared be- beds non sexually with guys when I was sober. Right. But same. To get same. in a bed yeah. with someone drunk, I think, is a different thing yeah. because you've added a variable for it, and also yeah. like that comment he made, like you're such a good girl- girlfriend. Like this That's guy weird. to me is like not he. The problem is he, he's not super trustworthy, and guys are better at reading their guy friends. So like you're coming into it with. Yeah. Maybe like this like pure girly thoughts and but like the the reason your boyfriend is it, it, like feels weird is not because he doesn't trust you it's because he doesn't trust this friend and I would and that's your that's your boyfriend's friend so I would go with his read on his own friend not your read on the yeah friend. that's yeah, a, yeah. such a good point yeah. yeah they're definitely guys that's why guys who, get guys know yeah. guys know how bad guys can be yeah yeah, yeah. especially even their closest friends Ex- well exactly There's some people People, you're just like this is a that guy's uh, a, that guy that you don't an leave your girlfriend around. But yeah. even you know? we have that. We, Christina and I have yeah. talked about that multiple times. Being female comedians, we have plenty. We have so many guy friends who we love, but we would never date them, and we would never want our friends to no. date them yeah. because they Disaster are not zone. good partners. Right. No. They're fu- they're good friends, but they're not good partners. And I think those are two completely different roles that you're playing. Yes. yes so yes. like maybe oh this God, this guy yes. is a, is like a good friend, but he's not trustworthy with women. And also, you kind of brought to the picture like this guy. Has has like a weird track w- uh, record with women to begin with. Like your boyfriend, I think probably knows some stuff about the, his guy friend that you don't know. Yeah. That because of guy fo- code, he's not going to tell you. But that means he doesn't want he doesn't want 
you know, he's not going to risk letting this guy around you too close. Yeah. So I think just like create a little distance. It doesn't mean things have to be weird, but it's just like, you know. Rebuild the trust. Yeah. Yeah, rebuild the trust. You didn't really do anything crazy, so he should no. be able to get over this. But like you, I think you're being a little too lackadaisical about a- a- everything. And yeah. also just like in general, like I'm sure like it is your friend group now and stuff. But like, you know, it was his friends first. And I think some people are more like um, territorial about that. Like I'm definitely more territorial about my friends. Like I don't I never want my fucking partner to integrate so well into my friend group that he feels like he's on the same level of me as me and my friend group. That would be very annoying. OK, <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't you don't make up for 10, 15, 20 years in like a, a year and a half. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You can't replace that. Guys, come see us live. Toronto, I'm headlining in you July 28th and 29th. Los Angeles, I'm headlining the Comedy Store for one night only. Wednesday, August 2nd, uh, San Diego, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I'm headlining American Comedy Company. And I'll be in Dallas, Texas, August 11th and 12th. All tickets for those shows are available on ChristinaHutchinson.com. And I have a Patreon where I do uh, weekly Zoom therapy and quotes because I'm not a licensed therapist. But I facilitate like a group discussion where we just talk about whatever the fuck's on your mind. And I ask questions and we all kind of give advice if we're, if we're in a situation that we've experienced something similar. Uh, and it's really cool. And the audio gets uploaded only to Patreon. So you can listen to it even if you didn't attend. It's patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. It's for now just five bucks a month. So sign up. And then, of course, you can listen to Without a Country where I uh, I filter the news for you. I do all the work for you. I read all the stuff. I find which uh, uh, places did the best coverage of a story. I compare. I contrast. I let you know what you need to know for that week so you don't sound like a dumb, dumb cunt. Um, and that's called Without a Country. It comes out everywhere uh, on Wednesdays. You can also watch the live stream on Gas Digital Network Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a grand old time. We... we uh, we do we do it all over there. So follow that. Subscribe on YouTube. And uh, of course, follow us on social media. So many people are like fans. They come to the shows and you're not following us on social media. If you have a social media account, even if you're not active on it, it just is like a free thing us. that means a lot. It helps with ticket sales. It helps with opportunities, all these kinds of things. So just give us a follow if you haven't already and you've been a longtime listener. It, it like crushes my soul when someone's like, I love you. I'm such a fan. And then like I go and they're not following me. It's like, oh my God, uh, there's like one click really makes it's a difference. It's 2023. We need followers. You gotta yeah. do this for us. Please, please, please. Uh, so I'm at Philanthropy Gal on all social media. I'm at Christina Hutch. Go ahead, Mike. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm at Mike Cascarelli. And we're at Guys We Fucked Without the You in Fucked as a Duo. Yeah, make sure this is coming now next week. Okay, well, if you you if you didn't already catch our live episode of Guys We Fucked, I meant to re- promote that. To, uh, oh, wait, no, it would, would have been too late anyway. Um, go on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Guys We Fucked Without the You in Fucked. That's where you can watch every episode of Guys We Fucked, but we also do these very special um, live call-in episodes once a month where we have a phone lines open and people call in with some very interesting problems so you can go and watch that on youtube right now you got a couple you can binge we have old episodes of did that help we have the dumb bitch woo woo hour we have a lot of free content content. and of course our comedy special our special day if you haven't already listened i mean watch that uh take a take a gander at that yeah baby um all right so oh you have a story that you want to tell a quick one yes something dumb what'd you do stupid oh no oh man 
I want to get, you know, a lot of times it's weird to give advice weekly for 10 years because then you're like, oh, when you do something that goes against your own advice, you're like, yeah, I, uh, my, my boyfriend's renovating his apartment. And so we live a block away from each other. And so he's been staying at my place. And, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, on, on certain days I'll have like chunks of time where I'm like, oh, I can go over and help because I love organizing and cleaning and stuff. And it's been cool to watch the renovation take place because it's a lot of, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of stuff that can happen uh, in, in between it. But, um, it's noisy. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. Um, and the, yeah, what he's doing is not as intense as what, uh, was happening in your building. But, um, I, I was in his room kind of cleaning stuff, uh, trying to get, trying to get it cleared. And there was a bag, there was a bag and it looked like trash. Cause it had like a, like an empty oh. tea bag. <laughs> this, this is his old sack feeling. of love letters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was what well, there was empty plastic containers in it, but then there was also a notebook in it. Oh no! And I was like, "This looks like trash, but it's a notebook. It can't be trash." So I opened it real quick, and oh. I was like, "No, it's not trash." And I saw my name; it was a journal. And I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cute." Yeah. Well, then I closed well, it. Depends it. on what was in it. I closed it, and I was like, "Oh shit, sorry." To myself, he was he was on the other side of the he was in the he was in the kitchen. It was his, it's opposite ends of his apartment. Wow, must be a big apartment that you feel comfortable going in the journal with him in the apartment. Well, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. That would be, but I, I did I, it. My heart would be beating. Yeah. Okay, yo, I and I put it. I was like, oh shit, okay, so some of this is trash and some's not. And I knew the journal wasn't, and so whatever. And then and then I don't, man, I was just like, oh, what did what did he say in it? And I fucking mm. read it. Oh, does is he know? Oh, he caught me. Oh! oh my God. Well, he caught me twice. So he did. Oh my God. This is like a horror movie. First, he comes back, and I had it all, and I was like, I closed it real quick, and I and he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, I'm just organizing this. Is this bag trash? And he's like, no. I mean, I was like, there's tea bag, whatever. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then he went back, and I, I, I it's. Uh, snooping like I've done it uh, I've done it a couple times in my life you guys all do this I don't because it it, it it's, breaks it's not, my heart every time yeah, don't, it's, it's, I well, do not do it's, it it's a huge violation of the person's privacy and a lot of times we hear stories of women like I had a feeling and then they found something and yes but to me one of my mantras I have a lot of mantras that I say to myself pretty much daily and one of them is every, please make a video <laughs> <laughs> everything I know is revealed to me everything I need to know is revealed to me anything I need to know is revealed to me I say that whenever I get like an urge to do anything that I'm like, Christina, stop. This is is this coming from a place of love or fear? Obviously, fear. That's an easy answer for me. And so, but also for that mantra, like, uh, like I think, uh, like Aliza, the astrologer that we had on, there's a similar one that she uses. But it's not only that, like, everything you need to know will be revealed to you, but additionally, will be revealed to you when you when need you need to know it. And for me, when I yeah. say that mantra, I mean that yeah. part. Yeah, so I think I that's like a that really part. important part right. of it. It's like you'll you'll get you'll learn you'll the get things it you need when to you know to. when you need to know it. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. I really do believe that and it's a much to me I have like FOMO I have all these I have all these anxieties that that mantra in particular Christina's personality disorder is FOMO (laughs) honestly yeah (laughs) that's why I love COVID FOMO so I have to be invited my therapist told me I had it so if you don't invite me you hate me and like we can't be friends Um, that's why one of the reasons why I loved COVID so much um, there's nothing to miss out on everyone was at home I cannot tell you that was the least anxious period 
period of my fucking life because there was nothing to do. You just were in your house. But it was amazing for me because for me, I don't have FOMO, but I was like, I, you know, have this like overachieving thing. And I was like, I can just relax. I don't have to overachieve because no one can achieve anything. And then people found out, figured out ways to achieve stuff and became TikTok stars. And yeah. I, I like, um, now I'm like beating I myself fuck. up. I was like, fuck, I really, I actually, the one time when I should have been overachieving, I was just having a good time. And well, I and I fucked up. Well, that was good for your soul, though, uh, and your spirit. Who cares about my soul? That's a, <laughs> ridiculous nonsense. Um, Can't write that on a resume. Has a good soul. It's <laughs> true. Just going into the trash. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AKA doesn't work. Uh, that's what that means on a resume. Um, Lazy bones. Yeah. So he came in, and, and I like kind of had, and I was like, oh fuck, oh, and I got so scared. I was like, oh my god, that was so close. That was, oh, Christina, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then twenty, he went back to the kitchen, and I was cleaning. And you, and at that time, he really didn't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. He would have said something. We're very open. We're very. We're. we're I, I really love our communication. Has gone through a lot of eras. Eras of communication. Not errors, but like Taylor Swift tour. Yeah. <laughs> True, but we're in a good era right now. Great. Um, and so you're I, in lover. I felt yes. I love that song so much. Um, I felt like oh god Christina and then I don't know like I just I did it again <laughs> he was there he's in the house and I was like what do you do as I was why doing did you like, just you wait until doing? he was like gone and they were alone and now you know where it because is because that because part of me was uh, like you're not you're you not deserve patient. to get caught and I'm not patient you're not patient no yeah. but also like I don't want to be alone with I don't I mean I he had he's like I said he's staying at my place so he has journals but I don't go through them that's like awful like I don't and I don't right um and it feels gross and nasty but for some reason I saw my name and I just wanted to look yeah it's hard when you see your name oh my god and then Mm -hmm. and then I really and then I reopened it like 20 minutes later and then I started looking. His handwriting, it was hard to read. So and it took was, you some time. Yeah. Uh, and I read some stuff, but it was, yeah. And then I and I couldn't find the part where, we, where I saw my name. So I was trying to look for it. And then I, there was, uh, and I, and I had it in my hands and he came back to the room again and I closed it and he goes, were you just looking through my journal? And oh. I go, no. And he goes, yes, you were. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I was. Oh my God. So he's like, that's a really big violation of my privacy. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I felt so fucking bad. Yeah. And then he was like, it's, and I was like, I, I saw my name and I got curious, but your handwriting's really bad and I couldn't read it and I tried to find it again. And I'm so, it was like Chunk from the Goonies being like, when I was eight, I stole a thing of Jerry's <laughs> ice cream. I just, it was awful. It, I felt so bad and I'm like mm. Christina but there was yeah. this moment that second time I was looking where I felt like a crack addict must feel where I'm yeah. like I got the score like right. time yeah. stopped yeah that's why nothing else existed <laughs> and I was like I'm in like I was trying to get into an underground realm or something and yeah, it was it was terrible. And I I I, I profo- apologized profusely. I felt so bad, but I was like, "You fucking idiot, Christina. He he almost caught you doing it. Yeah, and then you fucking did it again. Yeah." God damn it! New York apartments aren't big enough for snooping when the person's in there with you. It's <sighs> a bold move, man. That was awful. Yeah, the I mean, only kind of snooping that I regularly do is I do Google uh, people's medication because that's a safety precaution. Oh, I fucking yeah. go in that medicine cabinet. What is this for? And then, <laughs> and that, because I'm going to be alone with a fucking man. They're terrifying. I got to know what you're on. True. Fair. Okay. And I'm not going to hold it against you, but I need to fucking know. Yeah. Okay. But would you ask first? Like, are you on any meds or no? 
No, okay. no, I just He's go. Like, I don't think I, I just I mean, go. How, when do you get asked? Is it snooping? <laughs> if you look in the medicine cabinet, I guess this so. is a safety precaution. I don't care. And yeah. I think everyone. I think women. Women, do it. I think, will use the that that excuse for other various types of snooping and and um, label it like an emotional safety precaution. But yeah, um, which again, you just fucking talk to the person you're dating. But yeah, I felt I've, I apologize, and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm only, I'm gonna say sorry one more time, and I swear I'll I'll drop it. But I'm so sorry. I'm so such a violation. You're, I'm so sorry. I'd be so pissed if you did that to me. I'm so sorry. But then I thought about it. I actually wouldn't be pissed if you read my journals. Well, because it would just be up? like his name with hearts around it. <laughs> <laughs> Which what's more embarrassing? Maybe mine. <laughs> now maybe I would be pissed actually wait so how, did he accept your apology he did he did he was like it's okay you were cur-. I told him I was like I saw my name he's like you were curious it's okay it's a very Every, you everybody thing to gets do curious. like it's not out of your it's like not out of your character and like knowing you as long <laughs> as he has I feel like it's like it doesn't feel like malicious you know yeah 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 it certainly wasn't but, but oh, m- more importainly did you find anything interesting I mean there's <laughs> some stuff said about people about oh, women that I thought I was like okay oh but you didn't find any because but you didn't get any of the juicy stuff about you no no I couldn't mm. find it but I will not look again my god, god I felt it. so guilty oh fuck I haven't done something that I felt that guilty about I don't know it's like since I was a kid yeah oh I felt so guilty yeah <sighs> but it's done with but would you have felt guilty if he didn't catch you no yeah <laughs> but I'm glad he caught me because would I have like looked again Maybe for sure. Yeah, I will never do that ever again. Well, I'm are so you, glad I got caught. Like, are you like, are you afraid that it made him see you like in a different light? At first, yes. I was. I started shaking. I was like, I was like, I was holding. I was like, I'm sorry. Here, here you go. Here's your journal back. Oh, I was no. shaking because I was like, oh my god. You know, when you have to, you earn a person's trust, but then when there's a fault in sure. the trust, you have to rebuild it. And sure. So, and then I was googling like, how do you apologize to someone fully after looking through their journal? But it's like, no, bitch. You bit. You know what? You know how to apologize. And I did. It was it was I meant it and it was very like heartfelt and he, and he was like it's okay it's it's okay right he's like you're a good person it's okay I'm like I know but this did a bad thing I do feel yeah terrible. It, is, it is when you see your own name that is that's that that's a difficult one yeah also well, I mean he should put a lock on it like a little like a real little diary also I just shouldn't read it no 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 you shouldn't yeah but also like I, I like but because human curiosity is as powerful as it is like so powerful I hide like I mean I have like a list of things that need to be put away when a boyfriend is coming over really and it's not like dildos it's like I, a lot of it is like private like I, I'll write write like I have like notes to myself but like they truly are just to me they're not like performative to me where people are you know like <laughs> you just lay it on the couch like Oops. some people like have like post-its out like it's like work out five times this week and it's like is this for you or is this for me yeah you know is this for guests yeah but like I have like I have things around my house that are really just for me so those things like I actually forgot to take something uh, uh, like to take something off my like my wall when the housekeepers came and I was like oh I didn't they I didn't want them to see this they don't fucking Instagram themselves in front of it I just didn't want them to see that like I I don't want to like like I I do have a lot of inspirational sticky notes that I have over my uh, not so much in this apartment but my old two apartments and I would always forget to take them down when a guy would come over or like oh my fucking Christ and then I'd just be in the bathroom peeing and someone's like what did you? What is this? I'm like nothing. Stop. 
Yeah. Or yeah. like I'll have a, like I have like a you know a book next to my bed. It's like why, why men are the devil, and it's like we'll put that away. Yeah. Before yeah, yeah, a guy yeah, comes. Yeah, guys don't like that. A hilarious time. I was on that that text book. message that just came in. I, I was that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was like we both we were, we were both just like summoning people, with, and then they're texting us at yeah. that time. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Have you have you ever got caught reading or doing? Something? No, I've I'm very not. I guys been don't with, snoop though. I almost wish they would. I wish you'd be God, so curious. I mean, we snoop no, 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 Christina, guys, snoop. Are you snoop. fucking kidding me? Really? But we don't snoop. I, I <coughs> it makes me feel. I bad. I've, I've, I've had the. I've played your boyfriend's role many a time. Gotten livid at boyfriends for reading my journal. Wow. Fucking livid. I, I've never read though. I, I snoop like on Instagram and stuff like that. That's not but, snooping. But, it's public. It's snooping if you're on her account. He goes. Wait, wait, he goes. I just like, went to her page. No, I was like snooping like a bad boy. If oh, you, you mean her, you went to her public. URL? That's public. Yeah. No. Um, snooping is like you going through her private thing. So her Instagram DM. Oh, right. You're talking yeah. about phone. stalking. You're talking about internet stalking, which is different than snooping. Where you're just looking at somebody's Instagram is just looking at somebody's Instagram. I feel like if you're looking obsessively, though, like it can Um, come into like, you know, like inter internet stalking, especially if you guys like don't have a relationship anymore. Oh, yeah. Or then when you get, you know, when when you start getting into the territory of like you're using like the different apps to watch people's stories anonymously. Well, that's some shit. I've never done that. I mean, I, 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 for sure, (laughs) for sure. I've never, I've never read a partner's, uh, anything private. I've actually, have you been, have you had the opportunity to? Yeah. I think I told the story on this show about the time that, um, when I was with Lex still, she got crazy. That's about her. There's one person that I can have stories about. There's literally one person. Take a shot every time he says, (laughs) it's not a nipple story of the last episode. It makes me look, bad it, it's uh that's why we like this yay but give the, it to us it was the, i think i told it already but like a friend of the show and friend of mine erica spara was kind of friends with both of us <laughs> friend of the show uh, we love she, erica. she um she sent uh she had flowers showed up at our apartment one day oh right when we were fighting yes. oh yeah. you've told that the story a thousand story. times yeah. when i read that when i yeah, it was, yes, from dad. It was from her dad yes. we all right. know the yeah, fuck you blew up it was right. huge that's not snooping oh you read the card but i didn't read the card that's why because i didn't snoop I could have read the card. You should have read said, the card, and then not, you wouldn't get pissed. To me, it felt like a violation. It's like reading someone's mail or something. Yeah, so no, it is. It's a federal offense, right? Yes, right. There so, is, yeah, but I, I guess the flowers aren't sent via USPS, so maybe it's not. With yeah. my ex, um, with Steve and I, I, I would look at his porn searches because I just wanted to, see, but it was more like. I want to see what you're into. But then I found, and I still haven't gotten to the bottom of this, and I never will. He had an email account that was like a name that wasn't his that he signed on to. And I'm like, the fuck you doing with that? And I remember once, because I was on like a computer a lot. Email account? We were, I was on his office computer a lot. And um, and I would sign in and out of my Gmail, like with him there. And I'm like, who? And I asked, I was like, who the fuck's this? He goes, uh, uh, uh. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Just say it's my friend. Like you make up something quick. Yep, you say, yep. oh, it's my friend who logged on on my account. There you and, go. Yeah, and it was yeah. so suspicious that I was like, I'm probably never going to get to the bottom of that, but I really want to. Oh, the fuck you doing with that email account? That would keep me up at night. That it, it, yeah. We were, it was right, right, like shortly before we broke up. So I was like, ah, fuck, I won't ever get to that mystery. Hmm. I really wanted to figure it out. Damn. So to the point where it was so weird that I was like, I, I think I forgot to like snoop again, but I probably would have because uh, his reaction was so weird. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I went, wait, what is that? And he's like, no. And he kept panicking. I'm like, oh. My friend, what you doing? What's that email do? Mm. Oh. Damn. Yeah. 
Fascinating. I know. I want to know. I still want to know so bad. It reignited my curiosity. When I get curious, though, oh, I'm so fucking curious about stuff. It gets me in trouble. <laughs> I mean, just that. It's an innocent thing, but like, oh, my curiosity. It's really hard. It's, I, I, yeah, it was really, it's really hard. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, do any of the things that you learned in your boyfriend's journal, do you wish that you didn't know? No. Okay. They were just like, yeah, he's just writing what you, one writes in a journal about somebody. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not, it wasn't anything like, <gasps> at all. At, at all. No, like just I said, like if anything was like, if anything was like so complimentary about like another woman. It, there were, like, there were, that yeah. Like, nah, mm-hmm. but that doesn't bother me because it was, yeah, that didn't bother me. Um, yeah. Sometimes I've, I've heard, yeah. No, I've not really heard a person I was dating say something about another woman or read something that they said about another woman that I'm like, oh, I can't, I'll never fucking unhear that. I don't think. I haven't. No one holds a candle to me. That's not a problem. Yeah, nice. No one holds a candle to me. I really don't believe. I go, yeah, nothing's in fact to me. That's, that's totally fine. You. Um, so, okay. So wait, going on to the, the three, the three month rule. This is just something that was like floating around TikTok. And so then my old ass got interested in what it was. Cause I was like, what are the children saying? Yeah. Like the, the three month rule was like trending. Um, but, and I was like reading like, what is this? I'm literally on like a, like a fucking like college website right now reading about this. <laughs> Um, and it's uh, you know it, 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 this is my favorite sentence it goes as I said the three month rule is nothing new with articles dating back to the 2010s like it's oh, olden times wow. kids. <laughs> like it's fucking olden times like it's just an archaeologist <laughs> dusting off fucking relics that's hilarious it's written in the bible <laughs> oh my god half my life ago the three month rule has been a staple in the dating game for quite some time the Never rule heard of it until now. the rule is this three months is the turning point for a relationship after three months Months, you'll be able to tell if they're actually into you and whether or not you need to cut the cord in short mm. in three months the truth comes out and they're kind of like it, 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 I, like I like they're presenting it as this large theory but really it, 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 when you boil it down it's just that the theory is that like, you can't really fake something or pretend to be mm. a caliber of person that you are not and the cracks will start to show in three months yes because I imagine if, if you're being loved bombed I don't think that can last longer than three months yeah, I've so never you, you been. Are, I've never been love bombed longer than that. Yeah. I've only been love bombed like once. I mean, it's hard though because uh, I also date a lot of addicts, and addicts just like kind of like inherently they love bomb because they don't know like they don't know a normal amount to do anything, yeah. and that includes love. Yeah, and so I've actually like just told voice people, I'm like, you're gonna fucking on a detox right now. Yeah, yeah. You gotta fucking yeah. go to a detox. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's always like when someone's interested in you, you'll know, right? So it's like that the three months is enough time for them to do the fade away if they're gonna but do it. But sometimes with straight men, like especially who are avoidant, you actually don't. So I don't really? even know if I agree with that. Really? I don't know. Every guy I've dated that where I'm like, oh, they when they fade out, I, I feel it immediately. I also have like an, uh, I hate how like psychic I get with the men that I'm sleeping with it's fucking annoying i wish i could turn it off but i i they don't even have to talk to me or send me a text or a call or any i don't even have to look at their social media i know when they met someone oh well yeah i have that too but i'm like i think but it's but i like i disagree with that because it's like the 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 so when you, you know like them, just because know. like i feel like the boyfriend who loved me the most was the worst at showing it oh, and like i okay. learned how to interpret his like language but like to the untrained eye like oh, okay. it was that other thing like when like other people are like oh he like loves you so much and i'm like oh it'd be nice if he voiced that right, i mean like, right. i knew it to be so <laughs> oh, but like he? right yeah, yeah it was like i could see someone getting very insecure and self-conscious dating this person i see right 
because the way yeah yeah the, he wasn't showering you right and I but I understood it because it's like the same way that I am so it felt like familiar to me mm. I suppose because I do it the same way like I get you know and I also get suffocated so easily so I'd rather have someone give me a little less than too much yeah quite honestly I think like constant like if you're constantly communicating and then it just stops one day I mean that's that's how you know that's more what I mean like right. if they're not reaching if they stopped reaching out to you altogether when you had some form of constant communication really that's happened just someone stopped like texting you well not to not to me but like to my fr- like a lot of my single girlfriends will tell me like my one girlfriend who's single who really like wants a husband like she wants a partner because she wants to have a family oh she's too thirsty I don't know though I mean she she's I don't think so like, but like a husband but uh I don't think she says like she, okay. marriage is part of her goal and she right. like she'll go on dates with people that she meets on these dating apps that like also say like I want to be married one day so like it's you know it's the one it's day always one day for men man. they mean like they mean on my 55th birthday yep 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 <laughs> when you're old and dried up so oops I got a date 25 year old I guess ah whoopsies um but yeah she she was dating she was going on dates with this guy and then they actually re- reconnected after uh, going on two dates two years ago or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then she described the date and everything and their communication. And I was like, oh, my God, he really likes you. Sounds like oh, you guys sound like a really good fit. And then just stopped talking to her and like very, like said, oh, let's go on a date on Tuesday. And then just stopped, like never confirmed the day of. And she's like, well, I'm not texting him. He's got to text me. I'm like, yes, that's correct. And then he just never did. I'm like, OK, well, I really thought that guy was into you. But these actions are saying no. Can I just tell That's you? That's so weird. I have literally an elephant graveyard. I was looking at it yesterday. Oh. Uh, like, like I went back to 2021, I guess, in my phone of just all the numbers that aren't saved. Sunday of, fun day. Of, <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I'm to Randy Newman. <laughs> but it's Wishing just, of better times. It's all these numbers of, of like, like, like hinge and bumble conversations that like went nowhere yeah like, i've had people could go like just completely ghost like while i'm still in the app but oh no we this was never, this was like yeah. this was like text it was there were some that were just like that was like me confirming like hey are we still on for tomorrow never heard back or the girl asking hey are we and just like yeah, and you didn't text back i guess so yeah, yeah we gotta start treating each other that. like people again yeah, let's start doing that, guys. I just it should just be courteous. Like you're gonna feel better about yourself. What's the worst yeah. that could happen if you're honest and courteous? If they freak out, that's on them. If you were respectful and polite, they have every right to freak out. If they have emotional issues that they have to deal with that have nothing to do with you, it's so LA to be like make a date that you have no intention on going I would on. Never oh, totally. do that. Like it's so weird. I would never do that. If anything, I would just feel like I would wake up and go, I don't really feel like doing that today. But like I would never say let's do a thing and then when I didn't want to do it. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's absolutely insane. And I told it what do you why is that like? <laughs> no, yeah, Corinne just, is just giving me like like I, a stern look. I just don't I, I why just, why would you do that? Like don't I don't you, get it. Yeah. That's not like a, a fun way to operate in the world. You're, that's so stressful. I can tell if we're talking about me specifically, it's not a common practice. I honestly had ra- not even realized that I had done that a few times to some of these women. <laughs> a few yeah. times. Yeah. Well, it's just like I said, it was that was it was that period you have a lot of on time. Your plate. You seem like you have a lot of dating going on. So I, you might just like mix up your calendars and stuff. <laughs> that might be true. But especially in 2021, that was like the post COVID summer of like everybody's. Love. Yeah, you just but not you, for my people team. were just putting so many dates on the calendar. I feel like, and yeah, yeah, just 
like going to some, not going to others. But wow, I would never do that because then know. the looming, the looming thought of I have to cancel, I have to cancel, I have yeah. to cancel would fucking yeah. distract me from anything I had to do. Yeah, yeah. that's not fun. I'm sorry you went through that guys, pain guys, that you guys, caused yourself. Let's start being honest with each other. <laughs> Even on dating apps, it's a, it's so low stakes. You <sighs> might as well. Don't Tom, ghost. How many dates did you go on this weekend, Michael? No, no, I was in Jersey. Oh, because you were in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, family. Yeah, I didn't go Thank God. I've been I slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, because we full stop kept, kept going. Not full you. stop, but like I've 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 been way way more intentional about who I actually go out with because I'm just so busy with with like the with with work. Yeah, every time I used to get hard. on the dating apps, I would say to myself, "Okay, Christina, only swipe on yes on the people that you would be excited, excited about." Yeah. And I every fucking time I I I caught myself going. Maybe And I just would swipe yes on people I'm like I'm not excited about these fucks Yeah so, Well yeah, the problem yeah. is like Then sometimes I would be like Well he's what like he's got a good personality Yeah I was like I Well he's cute it. enough That if he had a great personality right. Then I would really like him But right. I don't know Right And then I was like Nah you just have to go with like If Yeah you know, because like that's what Hard cor- like with corn guy. Like I yeah. was like, yeah, when, he, when yes. we matched, when we matched, I was like, yes, this was my top choice. Right. I was so excited. Right. I was so excited. Only do your top choices. Yeah. 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 And that's why and, I, and don't move out of fear because there's a there's also a fear of like, well, I want to keep swiping. But ha- like, can I go back to these guys if I like change my mind and there's like no one hot and then it's you and maybe I go back to you. But nah. well, you can no. pay. Yeah, no. There's a there's a backwards thing that you have, like you can pay. Well, you have like on most apps, you have like one or two free go backsies. OK. And then if, if you're if not you, like, paying pay though, for you're the not... pro level, you can go back because they know that you've had that thought process mm, and they smart. They tapped into it. If you're not paying for a pro account. You're not really in the game. Oh, is that mm. we didn't know that? Oh, I've had a pro. I've, I had a pro. But account do for, women have pro accounts? I would have a pro account. I, I would think maybe women that are. I see a lot of the same people on these apps over the last couple of years. Wow. Literally, it's like I'll just we'll match. And it's like we've I've matched with I've matched with some women. I've heard that story. Yeah. Have you like ran times. into anybody that you're like oh, fuck? I've seen her on the dating app like a bunch. Constantly. Are you serious? Day. Running Every into cons? Like, running into them in person. In per- oh no, not not in person. But like, oh. yeah, there there are, there are I there saw are twenty five women like- who I just like I see every like two or three months, and it's just like, hey, I missed <laughs> OK Cupid before it was an app when it was just a website. You yeah. had to be on your computer to use it. It was just a great. I loved that. Okay, Cupid, like you really, there was a lot of prompts, a lot of stuff to fill out that you can do it or not, you know, and you could kind of gauge someone serious on Okay, Cupid because right. there's so many fucking prompts. I know. I spent like hours uh, after the Frank breakup uh, filling that out. And then w- and when the messages started coming in, I got freaked out and immediately turned it mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happened to me too. Before, there was just yeah. something about it that I was like, I don't like not this ready for love again. feeling. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. I just feel like I was like getting inundated. It didn't. I don't know. I felt too transactional. I think is the problem. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like swiping. The swiping is just wild, and that's. But that's why, because I think it feels so transactional. I feel like that's why ghosting is so prevalent nowadays. But it's like, ugh. Like we, I was, we were. My boyfriend and I were making this like kind of like old geezer observation, but like kids we we'd been around a lot of kids that were like 11 12 like 10 11 12 whatever and when i was a kid and when he we're he's older than me but when you're both kids like 
the respect that we were raised with, like my dad kind of raised us a little military style. We had like we said, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But like, did you? you know, when there was guests over, you come down, you say hi, you're personable. And then if you want to go upstairs or but you hang out and like you act like a fucking person. And then we, we had been around kids that were just like just did their own thing and didn't even acknowledge us. And it's like, yeah. wow, that's so different from how we were raised and like kind of fuck that. Like, I like making a kid be sociable. Not You don't have to hug the person. You don't have to touch them. But, like, hi, how are you? Like, have a fucking conversation. You know what I mean? I don't know. Kids was, these days are that, on the screens. That was an old person uh-huh. conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I, loved, I loved talking to adults as a kid. Um, See, I, I love when I go over my, my friends' houses and then their kids are just nowhere to be seen. And I go, you seem like a dysfunctional parent. This is great. Let's pour another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> For me. <laughs> child. I, I like I like that. <laughs> my my best friend, who is a very, a very good mom, but um, I, I was over her house one day and I was like, where's my dog? And then my dog, like her son's just like straight up feeding my dog human, human <laughs> oh, cookies. Fuck. And I go, oh, no. no. Oh God! I was like, Alfred's oh, gonna baby. Lo- oh, Alfred's gonna love this house. This is his favorite house from now oh, on. Because I was like, because you just know, like they were both being quiet for like five minutes, yeah, and I was like, something's awry. something's up, something's yeah. up, right? Like immediately, and then I was like, oh, he's just eating cookies in the corner that like had he, like her son had like hidden, you know, like the like the couches that you there was like containers, like yeah, yeah. in them, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> oh, rascal! I'm I'm driving to my friend's house tomorrow to um my friend Daria. Who has a baby? Aww. She's like one of my. I her, love Daria. My friend Michelle is my first friend to have a baby, but then Daria is my second friend to have a baby, and I'm so excited to see her and meet her daughter. But I also, I told her on the phone, I was like, I'm gonna. I have so many questions about motherhood. The main one is, how the fuck do you have time for it? Like, what I do? Well, I, she's a busy lady too. She is a busy lady. And she's a bad bitch. She gets stuff done. She produces fucking Marvel movies, and I'm like, Whoa, how? Cool. Yeah, so cool. And like, she's, she's married. Really, she's a really hard worker. Uh, yeah, she's married. I just um, said cool. <laughs> yeah, we knew what that meant. Michael. No, I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like no but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I was like, I'm going to interview you and bring my findings back to the show because I really don't know. Other than like, obviously, you have to get up early because the kid gets up early. Um, because I had another psychic reading. Um, so I just like to do those every once in a while. And well, um, maintenance. Uh, I had the one, the tea leaf reading, and the guy was like, "You're gonna have twins, boys, in like two years." And I was like, "Uh, what? I don't. Oh, okay." And I was like, "Huh." And then my my boyfriend told me he got a reading in another country years ago and said, "Oh, the guy read my chart and said I was gonna have two sons." And I, oh, I you told me that. Yeah, and I didn't tell him about my tea leaf reading, so I was like, "I'm not. I'm not." to tell him that but then i told him because he told me that i was like oh that's interesting and then i had another reading with a psychic over the phone who said yeah kids for you it's just not this lifetime and i was like oh okay that's cool but i'm like you know what i'm glad she said that because that made me realize i do want kids yeah i was like but you have control over yes yeah, sure. having someone raw come in you yeah yeah so yeah um but i still don't understand oh so this week we're doing kids <laughs> We gotta get yeah, the chart. We gotta get the chart up. We gotta get oh, the chart I up. I forgot that that's a thing. Yeah, I want to go to like Hammett's or like one of those like school stores where they have like this the week charts I do that kids. you can like Velcro on. Yeah, it, yeah. And we all have to have our thing. Well, we and we got. I got a new car, but we're splitting it. So, um, because I wanted to get another Mustang, but um, 
the one the, the only, daddy said no yeah <laughs> daddy i want one um but the the one thing that I, really turns me off about the mustang and turns me off in such a big way that is it is so unsafe to drive in the winter it is a fucking oh, death yeah, trap i yeah. almost died in that car and i lost trust with that car and for me in a car like i need to trust the car i need to feel safe in the car if i don't feel fucking safe yeah. in the car i can't enjoy it as much and from that moment on that one drive i did where i almost fucking died yeah that, that they not a good one. Literal death Things trap. Death trap. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't. I that was a that was like 80 percent of the reason why I didn't get another Mustang. Um, because the, I I want to I have to feel safe in a car. So the car we ended up getting, um, is beautiful. It's like a luxury SU, mini SUV. Um, and I feel like a mom in it. I don't know. I've never driven an SUV. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, feeling but like you're I'm taking, but you love it. I love it. There you go. Yeah. So this week I want kids. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. We'll see though. Maybe I'll visit my friend Daria tomorrow, and she'll tell me all the shit that I don't. I'm like, I don't want that. But who knows? I don't know. But well, I think everyone's like, ex, you know, I think there are some things that are universal, but I think that you know, just like anything, you can kind of make make it mothering your, how how I do. Yeah, yeah. I, and want. I also I have this vision of raising a child now. Where I'm like, I think that's how. No one. There's no one way you're supposed to raise a kid, but I think. For me, the philosophy that I've locked into is, oh, you have the baby and then you just watch them become whoever they're going to become and you nurture them along the way and you support them along the way. But it's like so many times parents shape their kids and it fucks mm. them up. Yeah, like, like they try them in a d- different direction, whether it's a career, you have to be sure, a doctor sure. or whether it's like behavior of like, don't do anything that upsets mommy, like th- whatever, whatever way, like parents mold their kids. You kind of can't help it in a way, but like. Destructively molding their kids And I'm like I think the point of having a kid Is just like Welcoming a person Into the world And like Helping that person Become whoever they want to become Right Just don't be so loose That they don't have like That they're fucking annoying For other people to be around Oh no I mean I, I would be very strict Like like I've talked about this with, with Colin Of like We both are like The kid's not getting a screen Until way late Like it It irks me To just Walk into a restaurant And see a whole fucking family They're all on their phones I ugh, I think it's like Disgusting and repulsive Obviously we're all doing it So you're not a bad person If that's happening But That's something that mm-mm, Nope Nope. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's a lot of times it's like, it's just because they're like exhausted. So they like, they give I'm the sure. kids, they're like, they like give them the screen. I think it's like first child gets no screen, then second child. Second like, child just can you're do like crack they, you're, They're coming out of your crotch and you yeah. have like one of those. Here's like, the iPad, honey. Child proof iPads ready for them in like the plastic <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we're done. We are done. No, but I do. I see like, I see so much value and excitement around the the idea of raising a child and just helping them become whoever they want yeah i think that's a beautiful thing it is and plus apparently you get psychic when you give birth so i really want to experience that too make sure that lead lead with that i'll lead the, I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll end with that for sure sorry tell, son tell your, your tell your kid that on their birthday <laughs> listen i'm a little disappointed i didn't I, get the psychic powers that i was birth. looking for so yeah 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 oh my god yeah, you know um, today's you know, guest I don't know if she's psychic but she's she definitely be, but she's definitely done a lot of work with her mind she's done a lot of work with her mind we had we it's so funny because when we when we sat down to interview this woman I had an idea where I wanted the conversation to go and then yeah. we ended up talking about things that were just fucking fascinating yeah. and her experiences and her philosophies and the way that she communicates with her partner I'm like it was so refreshing to see a beautiful example of a, of a romantic partnership. Uh, it was really lovely. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Candace Horback. Kiss whoever you want and I'll be here. Give 
Giving myself a pep talk Trying to face my fears Didn't mean to cry before the show But when somebody's mean to me I can't This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, but we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. We are here with... I was going to say, Hannah? No, no. Candace. 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 <laughs> Hannah Horvath is yeah, what I was going to is say. Is a character from Girls. But it's Candace Horvath. Oh, sorry about that. It's We're not, here. It's not leaning I'm going to redo it. Yeah, I know. I was. I had this scene in my head of like, I think I'm the voice of my generation. And I'm like, no, it's not that. It's not that. Great Candace scene. Horvath. Candace Horvath, not Hannah Horvath. Candace Horvath. Well... <laughs> Did I get right? Yeah. Well, Hannah no, yeah. no, then I would then you said Hannah Horbag. Oh, like, Hannah Horbag? 
That'd be my porn name. <laughs> Hannah Horbag. Hannah Horbag. Honestly, that's a great idea for a girl. That's is there a girl's porn that you have ever, like a spoof that you've ever heard of? No. No, that's like Wait, a, a girl. Yeah. That's a good business Don't copyright idea. it because we just did. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> we Candace. just got into porn. I don't think we are. Yeah. I think we're a little old to start now. But that, I, who knows? No, we're too old no. for porn. Too old for an abortion. You'd be so surprised. <laughs> You'd be so surprised. Like the more mature category is really taking off. But people start at that age? Some people, yeah. Really? But like oh, yeah. mature is mm, into 30, right? No, I mean like 40s and 50s. Oh, that's good. That yeah, good I just did like a conference um, with two MILF performers and they both like 50, 51. Oh, okay. Yeah, crushing it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wear so many hats, Candace. And one of them we want to talk about first because we've not had the chance to have this conversation with somebody that does these types, that, that dabbles with these types of things in a more therapeutic way is um, psychedelic drugs. Can you tell us about, um, you You lead retreats that involve no, psychedelics? No, so I don't lead them. I'm like trying to get into a space where I feel like I'm capable of leading them, but I do participate in them. Um, we're investing in this company and that's one of the modalities that it does. It's kind of hard to explain. So it's called the human promise. And the idea is to provide like con- context and content that helps like enlighten people and like heal them and help their spiritual growth and psychedelics is one portion of that okay um what we were saying offline earlier that i think is so important is like the set and setting is so crucial Mm. and it's not right for everyone it's not right at every age all psychedelics are not created equal um i had this teacher of mine that was kind of he was relating it to regular drugs like pharmaceutical drugs and he's like you don't just give an antibiotic to everyone you don't just do surgery for everything so everything kind of needs its own um like it's like special treatment so it's like Mm -hmm. what's right for you is not necessarily right for everyone and if you're dealing with depression versus anxiety versus ptsd those are all different drugs or different plants that you're gonna need um and then you need a proper facilitator as well so like a shaman um yes maybe uh, i mean i love integrating like old world uh spirituality and then like new world medicine so maybe having a counselor there as well it's great if you have someone that is uh, capable like an md in case there's any like cardiac issues or breathing issues Mm. so taking all of that into account i think is just like super crucial like they're not for everybody and you have to have you have to have respect for the drug educate yourself on the drug and psychedelics are not they're intense Mm -hmm. they're intense and you can have really intense trips and uh, and i there's this show on netflix um called How to Change Your Mind. Love that. Michael Pollan's amazing. Yes. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a docu-series if you haven't watched it. Each mm-hmm. episode goes into a separate psychedelic. And the episode on psilocybin, they had a guy with such severe OCD that he was... He said to the camera, he's like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to kill myself because yeah. this is the worst way to live. I'm like, you know, spilling onto the lives of the people I love in a way that I don't want. Um, and then he had one therapeutic session with psilocybin and his OCD just straight up went away. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously like the kind of story that people are going to cling to and kind of push at you. Um, but what have you found um, powerful with psychedelic use for you personally? So. I think when you're doing the work, it's really important to have someone there that's reminding you to look inside, right? It's so easy to take something and be like, the sky is beautiful and the earth is breathing and Mm. look at that butterfly. That's awesome. Hopefully you can get there without any psychedelics Like you can just like kind of um, like spark that <laughs> Honestly, on a day-to-day basis. There are days, yeah. there are days where I'll like look at a leaf and I'm like, yeah. that is the most magnificent thing I've ever and seen. And that's amazing, yeah. right? Like that's just like appreciating like to be alive. Like do how awesome like that? that is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Christine. <laughs> you do good, 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 good. 
Um, but yeah, like to like really go inside and have an intention, but also let go of it. So you're not trying to control the situation. I think a lot of people try to control their experience. And that mm. was definitely me. Like, I'm a perfectionist or recovering perfectionist. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I want to see all of these beautiful, like, um, like those psychedelic, you know, holograms and fractals. And I had that intention and it's not what I ended up having, having, um, but yeah, just like go in with an intention and let go and, like I think the integration process is also really important. So to like journal after and again to have someone there to share your experience with and then they can help you kind of dissect what it was. But um, for me, I wasn't going in with, with anything like super severe, like trauma wise. It was almost like I wanted to experience a new level of joy and happiness and like what that could be. I knew that my my floor wasn't as high as I wanted it to be. Mm. So it's like not trying to like get to the ceiling, but like raise the floor. Okay. So how can I make that floor higher? And I absolutely got there. And I was having, and this gets like a little bit woo. I don't know how woo your audience oh, is. We are very woo. -woo okay. So, so um, I did kind of Eastern medicine for both of my pregnancies. I was told by multiple specialists, I can never have kids. I now have my second boy, which is amazing. And both times I kind of went into like an alternative space in order to get pregnant. Mm. Um, my most recent one was after, after a psilocybin experience and I felt like I was Whoa. clinging on to some kind of whether it was like a narrative that I couldn't get pregnant or like a fear around um, maybe like having a second kid and, and just like a lot of family stuff. So I was like, I just want to release that because there's something that's like blocking the soul from coming into the world. And I kid you not, I was trying for almost a year. Um, wow. Can I ask you, what was the what was the Western medicine reason that you couldn't so have So I have Graves disease okay. and I have PCOS and endometriosis. Oh, so okay. all of that, they're like, it's just not going to happen. My, What's um, Graves disease? I don't know what that is. Hyperthyroid. Um, oh. And it's an autoimmune version oh. of a thyroid condition. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like overactive. So all of those things are like not the best cocktail to create a baby. So yeah. I was like, it's just not going to happen. My hormones were like non-existent. I had no progesterone. My T was super low Whoa. and you need progesterone for the egg to kind of attach mm. to the uterine lining. So there's just like, it can't happen. Yeah. Um, I did my psilocybin journey and within two weeks I was pregnant. And that wow. was, can you describe what, in, what that psilocybin journey entailed? Like one dose. And then the other thing that I find interesting about therapeutic settings with psychedelics is you wear an eye mask. Yeah. Necessary. And every other, and anytime we do it recreationally, you're not wearing an eye mask. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done a psychedelic and worn an eye mask, but I'm like, that um, has to be a totally DMT, different. You have to close your eyes to, to oh, do it. Like, yeah. otherwise it doesn't, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like, I mean, I didn't use the eye mask. I just went like this, but <laughs> in a dark room, but yeah. same concept. Yeah. The eye mask is nice because it gives you a little bit of pressure. Kind yeah. Of like yeah. Those heavy blankets, like a weighted blanket. Soothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like those, but, um, my experience with it. So I did like a little more than two grams. We did a tea and the whole ritual before was about an hour so there was um like there was chanting and music and like energy release so if you feel anger or sadness or whatever to like kind of purge that before you go into the space and then um my shaman was like playing his drum and his wife was singing and we just laid down on our mats and put our eye masks on Ooh. and just kind of like waited for it to like kind of come on like kick in and mm. i remember getting like this flash like a tiny blue almost like star showing up and then it was like whoosh i was into the universe and mm. it was like there was no me i was just like <gasps> observing and i was like what is happening? Don't try to don't try to di dissect it. Don't try to intellectualize sure. it because I didn't want it to go away. Um, and then 
mine was a lot more physical. So I immediately started getting like really severe like tremors. Like my whole body started Ooh. shaking. Mm. Um, and then I immediately was like, okay, well, animals in the wild do this. This is it how pent up energy. Right. We're releasing our like resetting our nervous system essentially yeah, and like yeah. getting rid of old trauma. So I just let that go on for however long it was. Um, and then I remember like seeing my so at the time I only had my one son and he I saw him come in and I was like, what are you doing? Like you need to go back to your body like this. I'm working on stuff. So I like sent him away. Oh, interesting. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And then like I just the rest of it was just this overwhelming feeling of like peace and joy. And that was kind of why I wanted to go in. So I was like, this was an incredible experience for me. And then after the fact, when it started to wear off, like my whole body was like popping and cracking. And he's like, these are all releases. Like that's all that that is. So it's like, even though you didn't have this crazy visual experiences that which is what you wanted going in, like you got what you were supposed to get. And I think that's important too, is we go Mm. in and we're like, oh, I want the same experience that my friend had. It's like, well, that was their experience. That's not for you. So that's not what's best for you. Right. Like you never have a bad trip. Like you have the trip you're supposed to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then what you have a question? Oh, sorry. Oh, um, uh, and then for for the kind of group setting that you went, like, how did you decide like what group to go in? Because I think like other people's, like, if you do a, a psychedelic in a group of people yeah. who have like a negative energy that can. I've like definitely had like trips interrupted by other people's bad energy mm-hmm. or something they said. And I'm like, I am going to smack you in the face right now because you just ruined my trip, mm-hmm. you know, because you you put this like negative concept into my brain. Yeah. And like, I think there is like I do have obsessive compulsive disorder, but like nowhere near that story Christina shared. Like and I think uh but I think like uh, there's something about psychedelics that almost puts you in what I would explain as an obsessive compulsive disorder state because you're going to ruminate on whatever you need to ruminate on, which is like what it's living with OCD all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's actually there's a lot in common. So it's interesting that something that makes you kind of feel obsessive can also cure that. Um, but yeah, like so how did you like kind of vet and vet like the shaman vet the setting? Because like there's a lot of stories about shamans mm-hmm. touching people yeah. you know like uh, to me like as a woman like i just would never go mm-hmm. alone at least with a male shaman like it's yeah. just not happening for me mm-hmm. no that makes sense too and you want to make sure that you're you feel safe going into it i think right. setting that foundation is imperative um we were working with a shaman for years at this point so okay. he is like family to us and we oh, were just nice. doing like private one-on-ones he would come over and we would do like guided meditations and sound Mm -hmm. baths and energy healing so we had been working with him personally like my husband and I um and then he had started like sharing that he was doing these retreats Mm -hmm. my husband had done like I think like three with him at this point Mm -hmm. and they were like men's groups so um like I didn't go to any of those nice that they have men's retreats in the of that nature yeah Yeah. it's so so important yeah and I think like doing something similar in like the women's space would be so healing right it's like there's kind of this vulnerability that each of us can have if we're in a container that is like just shared experience of being a man or just shared experience of being a woman that maybe you wouldn't feel um like you didn't want to like take up time or whatever the reason mm-hmm. was like it just allows it gives permission for that yeah um so like i think vetting is important is important from like knowing someone that has gone through that or like that program or that retreat center so not like googling something or finding a best-selling author and just mm-hmm. being like oh they must be good like don't necessarily let that be your bar of entry so try to find someone that you know that has personal experience with that shaman but we were talking about recreational like I don't think that recreational like psilocybin is a good idea at all and it goes back to you know respecting the plant I think yeah yeah there's just 
it's just disrespectful in my mind. And it's like, that's when you have like a bad trip because you're in this open portal. Mm. So if you're out partying, you're getting everyone else's shit onto you. And like, mm. that's just not, that's reckless in my opinion. Mm. So you want to be in a container where you are surrounded by people that are at the level that you're at and like have a similar um, end goal of like healing and enlightenment and whatever it is. Um, and I think also if you have someone that's like totally ruining your space, like being able to say not for me and get up because that's something I struggle with too in a lot of those containers. Oh, is, I'm always, I love she's getting clear. up and that's leaving. That's great. Yeah. I yeah, am psilocybin. I'll, She'll leave in the middle of it. I'll <laughs> yeah. get up and leave in the middle of an interview. I yeah, have. she has. Um, that's amazing. Many live ones too. But yeah, like I, uh, yeah, because that's the thing. And like, yeah, I, I've never, um, I've never done it recreationally as a, of like, let's party now, but I've certainly done it recreationally as in like, yeah, not laying down with an eye mask, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's always like, I'm always doing it at a time when I'm looking for some kind of an answer to something. Yeah. I, I suppose you would look at it that way. I wouldn't say that's recreational. Though. I think that's like a solid intention for using it. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. like, sometimes I was smiling and laughing. So it felt no, well, that's nice though. That's beautiful. What feeling yeah. joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like when you do it with your friends that you really love, it is really special. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels some of my most unforgettable nights. One of them was at that concert. That was probably a, a little reckless to do it at that concert, but uh, it was fun and I don't regret it. But like that was so much fun because I felt very connected to the people I was with. And then you're in this concert and this band is a very powerful band. And you're like with these people that are really excited. So it felt. Like- oh, you're talking about Tool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was I was like, not Skankfest, right? No. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I didn't do mushrooms. That's that was acid. Skankfest. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Acid. Um. But yeah, and I did it once with my now boyfriend. We weren't dating at the time, and it was one of the best days of our lives. That's and it was because we were like fun kids, literally running around naked in the woods. And, and like, if you're in a awesome. place too where you can do that, then that's great. But if you're working on trauma stuff or sure. you know yeah. that there's a lot pent up, then that's like not I would some... not start there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like when someone is looking to start out on this, like say someone's never used uh it feels like i'm talking about meth now um uh, how do you how would you recommend starting this journey i think you find like a true master in the space like someone that has been doing it since like the 70s right someone that was yeah. with terrence mckenna and ram Dass yeah. And yeah. heavy hitters baby. right like, so find like someone who's actually like trustworthy in Mm. that space because the thing is is they're going to lead you down whatever path you need to go like it's not like i want to come in and i want to do mdma and then i want to do bufo and i like they're gonna say no 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 i'm gonna give you what i think that you need and then we're gonna do the work so it's um it should be like master-led and not student-led right yeah that makes sense and And in this space like what does it take to become a master besides working with some of those names that you listed like is there any like is there like degree is there training that's like respect it doesn't I don't not I've never really heard of that. No, yeah. as far as like more of like the Western approach, you've got right. maps and anyone that might be affiliated with that. But you mm-hmm. want to be careful because people are making false claims of working with maps oh. and then they're handing out stuff like M- MDMA that's laced. And then that's hey. super dangerous. So you Ooh. think you're doing it and then you take fentanyl and then it's like lights out. So oh. you do want to be super, super careful. And again, it's like knowing people that have worked with that practitioner before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Personal referral. And what are your what are your thoughts on like ketamine therapy? That's uh, kind of, you know, that's like a new thing there's like ketamine therapy spaces where you can in in new york where you can go in there's 
places where you can get it mailed to you like what's but but also it's one of the most popular recreational drugs as well it's also highly addictive that's so wild oh it's, it it's is highly, highly addictive oh, really? i actually didn't know that yeah, yeah. no did, one says that it's I highly did, addictive i did a company that sent it to my house and it just made me you that's take a so nap. wrong it's yeah. so wrong to have these like companies that just do a two minute intake form and yeah, mail it to someone's brief. house you don't know if they actually need it you don't know how much they're taking you yeah. don't have anyone there for the integration afterward and like to explain what they just went through and again it's highly addictive so I think if you're doing Damn. something ketamine I know people that it's helped out tremendously it's not to write it off but I think that if you're doing it you want to do it very consciously and carefully and make sure that there's someone there to like hold your hand through the process and also if you are more prone to like addiction if you have like an addiction problem or um, like a compulsion mm. problem like that might not be a good place to start so like ex- extreme mm. accountability as to where you are as a person as well so if like you can't like mm. even yeah. put your phone down for a day maybe don't start with something that's addictive because there's so I many other things that, that aren't mm-hmm. yeah shit yeah Oops. if i knew that i probably wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. but i'm not yeah i didn't get hooked it on works it, but... for some people beautifully right like yeah. for a lot of people they have like a it's um they kind of compare it to like a more gentle psilocybin mm. yeah so for some people it maybe did feel that, very gentle yeah which that I makes liked. sense but and there's a i watched a documentary it's uh, psychedelics are so incredible and i and i always try to like watch myself to not be too excited i get very excited about things that i'm excited about um but there's so many stories about psychedelics that really do frame it as a cure-all not mm-hmm. for everybody sure. but there's a there was a documentary that i rented on amazon about the aboga root which is a tree in africa and the root is one of the most potent psychedelics psychedelics and the documentary filmmaker followed around his friend who was a um a functioning heroin addict which i did not know was a thing i didn't know you could be functioning and addicted to heroin Mm -hmm. but it's very prevalent which is fucking wild Mm. not wild when you think about the oxys being you know delved out by doctors but um so this woman was struggling with heroin for about 20 years and she did two sessions sometimes it only takes one but you know with some people that are more extreme it takes multiple times she went to a shaman in canada she did two sessions and one of the biggest things with heroin addiction is coming down off of it is so dangerous and can be lethal and Mm -hmm. feels like hell and feels like you're dying the worst death you could dream of And so we have these methadone clinics in New York City, for example, that help people stop being on heroin, but then they're addicted to methadone. It's just as addicted. And coming off of that is just as awful. Mm -hmm. And this aboga root, this woman did a ceremony with this aboga root twice, two weeks apart, and she fucking cured her heroin addiction Mm -hmm. with zero come down, no withdrawals. Mm -hmm. And withdrawals are the most like awful part um, from everything I've, I've looked into. And I'm like, how are we not? I mean, probably capitalism. But because you that, can only need two. Yeah. yeah one or two. Right. That's why. And it's not mm-hmm. something that somebody's going to need for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wow, we really value money over people. It's really sad. I know a lot of people that have had to go to South America that have had like serious addiction issues. And this, they say the same thing is one aboga trip. And it's, wow. it's, it's one gone. and done. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you did this trip with psilocybin with the shaman and then you got pregnant a week later or two weeks later? One or two weeks later. That's incredible. Yeah. How did your body, how did you feel like mentally and in your body leading up to that point? After? I, oh, after? Yeah. Um, just like aligned, like nice. aligned, like everything, I, whether I got pregnant or not, it was fine. Like less attachment to it as well. Yeah. Like I knew I wanted another baby, but if it was just the one, I was like, what a blessing to even have gotten pregnant once. Mm-hmm. And, it and you just, genuinely felt that you weren't yeah, like forcing yeah, yeah. yourself to feel it. No, to see no, the no. Bright it side. was like a That's true amazing. acceptance for whatever like was in store for me. Damn. Um, yeah. And it, 
like that can be so peaceful for someone who's struggling with fertility issues or whatever it Mm -hmm. is because it's it's hard it's like i'm a woman and i'm not even able to do this thing i'm like meant to do like that's a horrible feeling um so being able to come to peace with something like that is amazing Mm. had you had like when you got married to your husband had you had conversations like prior about i mean i'm guessing about having a family or mm-hmm. yeah he knew that i was probably not gonna be able to have kids oh oh so he knew oh, that before you guys yeah. got married that mm-hmm. wasn't something okay interesting yeah i was with someone um a previous long-term relationship and that was actually one of the catalysts that like stopped the relationship because he really wanted kids and then when he wow. found out that i had health stuff it was like all wow. downhill from there can you speak a little bit about that because i think like yeah i mean obviously if you want children and like, you can't that's heartbreaking but i think like that is that is something that's kind of expected of us and like one of the main things that we, we've talked about this a lot that like in a heterosexual relationship like it's almost like an expected duty uh for the woman and i and i do think in many men's eyes that we lose value um if we cannot or or do not want want to be mothers so like what how did that make you feel when things went downhill after having that conversation i think <clears throat> I think that you're allowed to design the future that you want. And if that if that looks like having kids that and someone can't like it's just that is radical honesty. And I would rather that's the word I was looking for. uh, Yeah, yeah, I'd rather him tell me that and drag me along and and then have this resentment. And then we're just not right for each other anyways. So he can go find someone that can have kids with my husband. Mm. um, Now it was like he was indifferent to kids like he didn't know if he wanted them or not. So Mm -hmm. certainly wasn't a deal breaker. Uh Um, And just like finding like your right person so i think we assign value to everything you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that's we're like value making machines so if someone values having a partner that can have kids and that's good for them i Mm -hmm. think where it's wrong is like the way that my ex went about it was just like very inhuman it was just Mm. like immediately cut you off right and we had been together for so long so it's like not even treating me like a human like years and years yeah that's Mm -hmm. having a, a, a real experience you know what i mean um, so it's all in how I guess you approach it sure. and just like being honest with yourself and the other person as to what you want because it, again it's it's anything like if you want to be in like a poly relationship and then you don't want to have that conversation with someone and you're just cheating on them that's yeah, also right. not okay and that happens a lot yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so I think it's honesty. like it's whatever you want like if you're a woman that doesn't want kids and, and you know that like you truly know that that's your decision that's great and I'm glad that you know that and mm-hmm. vice versa but I think you want to be conscious of making that decision like you don't want to blindly go into having kids because you feel obligated sure and you don't want to not have kids because you also feel that that's like betraying yourself and like your own destiny so it's just like whatever your decision is just like make it consciously yeah Mm -hmm. have you ever read the untethered soul yeah so a lot of what you're saying and your philosophies and thinking and how psychedelics helped you it seems like it's it's pushing you more towards this mindset that michael singer talks about and one of the things that he talks about that it's still like hard to grasp is not wanting anything is the key to a good life. And um, and I still like, I, I get what he's saying, but there's then it's like so fun to want things and like set goals for yourself. So I guess there's ways to work around it. But like another key of, of his kind of philosophy is just don't cling to anything and like really accept what happens to you. And he, he argues that it is possible for a human being every second of their life to feel so much joy that you could just cry at any moment because you're so overwhelmed by how beautiful everything is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do think that is true. And the closest I've ever been to those moments were on psychedelics. So I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know. 
See, I feel like after I had my kids, um, I, I can access that a lot more. It's almost like my heart just got like cracked open a little bit more with each one of them where I can get into that state of just like overwhelmed for how beautiful everything is. I Where I deviate from a lot of the spiritual teachings, which is like get rid of desire and want mm. and like that's your suffering. I think we're, we're supposed to crave and desire yeah. things. I think it's if you're coming from a satiated place and you want something, but you already feel full, I think that's amazing. And then that's alignment. And that's when things start to manifest manifest and show up for you mm. but if you're wanting things out of scarcity out of lack a out of fear. fill my cup I yeah. think that's a problem because if you're trying to fill yourself and your needs from everything external like you're never going to be full it's like one of those like hungry ghosts situations you have to for do sure. that inside before you can go outside and play yeah well yeah. I mean that goes into like you know kind of like Wiccan philosophies or like anyone who's like high level astrology like like you know to sum it up uh, curtly like the universe hates a thirsty bitch like <laughs> yeah so like way to sum it up the universe can like sense like desperation and mm-hmm. you know they're kind of never but i think that's like the, the same thing so it's like whether you're going from like a wiccan or astrology or something more classic like catholicism or judaism it's just like you're you know i don't think god you know or whatever you believe in is like answering um you, you know desperate prayers which i think is so often how we see it portrayed i mean in media mm-hmm. you know someone you know a plane is crashing and you're like praying for it but it's like it, there's like a larger thing going on here i don't know that it's like your desperate plea in the moment in the moment you know it's it's hard to grasp though because so many people are only uh participating in the spiritual when things are really bad mm-hmm. which is like kind of what you're talking about with the psychedelics it's like uh it's like a disrespect for it mm-hmm. it's like that's that's for me like why i kind of like I'm like either I'm going to like pray or or be religious in some way every day or I'm not going to do it at all because mm. if I'm only doing it when I'm like desperate for something that feels like other people should have access to it before me because mm-hmm. I didn't make um I didn't make any kind of like uh, commitment to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know who um, Napoleon Hill is? Did either of you read Outwitting the Devil? Mm-hmm. It's no. an incredible book. I always suggest it on audio because they play like the devil's voice and it's it's eerie. <laughs> cool. It's amazing. Love a good audio book. Um, but he talks about prayer and he kind of, it goes into like quantum and energy and mm. basically like attracts like. So if you're praying from a place of desperation, like all you're going to get is despair. If you're praying from like have not, you will always have not. So when you pray, it has to be like, first you have to connect to heaven and earth and like mm. clear everything and then you can ask and come Mm. from like a more pure place that's Mm -hmm. what's so interesting because it's like no matter what we think like all all religions are so similar because like what you just described so that's like in paganism that's the rule of three like whatever energy you cut you're putting out into the universe is coming back to you threefold so Mm -hmm. it's all the same stuff Mm -hmm. it is that's why when people are like i'm not into like even like you know (laughs) with like more woo woo stuff when people are like i'm not into organized religion it's like well you are because like yeah you just deconstructed it exactly yeah yeah the best piece of advice that i I've gathered so far I'm like I've read a lot of books over the past uh, five years on like trauma and and spirituality and like all all types of things I've like dove into like the magic of books and the knowledge I can give you and the best piece of information I've gotten so far is everything you do and say comes from either one of two places love or fear and that's how you kind of fact check like is this a good decision or am I making it out of love or am I making it out of fear it's very easy to tell you know Mm because those feel completely different in your in your body Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, you talked about um, where your, your publicist sent some bullet points in the email and one of them that caught our eye was creating an anti-fragile marriage and you mentioned oh, yeah. radical honesty which Corinne and I were talking about like we were like oh that that's interesting because I don't know what that means because um, we it were, felt like yeah I had never heard that phrasing before and I was like it feels like uh, like radical honesty mm-hmm. but is that a concept that is integrated into the 
anti-fragile or kind, I yeah. think so yeah. yeah so it's the idea of being like strong right like you can have a really strong base but it's still gonna break sure the idea of being anti-fragile is actually it like takes on the strength of whatever the opposition is so uh. if you like were to throw the vase it gets stronger like every every mm. opportunity or every struggle is like a moment to grow and get sure. more resilient so it's not avoiding things because of your comfort or his comfort or her comfort whatever it mm. is um, it's leaning into that and like it's some it's kind of like this idea um i had this jamie wheel we went to like one of his um retreats and he's like sometimes compassion is like chopping off someone's head with a set like a samurai sword you're like whoa that's like a really um intense image but if you think about like a horse so i used to have horses so this relates more to like the way i think is if you have a horse that's injured like the most compassionate thing is to put it down so sometimes honesty and compassion isn't like fluffy it doesn't feel good but it's necessary Mm. so i think when you're especially a committed relationship it's if we're gonna do this in the long term i can't do like that old adage that gets me every time which is like pick your battles like fuck that no everything you need to sort out like otherwise it just gets like built up and built up and built up yeah that's the worst advice ever it's hard to repair resentment right that breaches that that put that kind of puts like a semi-permanent wall up it's one of like they have like the four apocalypse or four four horsemen of the apocalypse Mm -hmm. that like predict divorce and resentment is like one of them i don't Mm. remember the other ones oh interesting yeah so it's like the worst advice you could ever have is just like pick your battles no like everything radical honesty and then also also creating a space where um, like they can trust to come to you with whatever it is and you don't just like burn the house down because yeah. you don't like it. Right. So it's like I'm doing this out of love and for what's best for the unit, not because I'm trying to pick on you and like trusting that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have like a rant plan for the intro we're going to record later. That's exactly has to do with that because I, I found this book that really nails when when you're in a romantic relationship, it magnifies stuff and love and hate are so close together. And if you have a wound that's like a um, like a, an abandonment wound, for example, and you feel like your partner's abandoning you and you get that rush of like this is it's happening again it's, and you get so mad at them. And if they don't understand that that's what's happening within you, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's, it's really mm-hmm. hard to to get to a place where because it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to tell that like oh I'm not I'm yelling at you but that's not what I'm mad at it's mm-hmm. really hard to get there like mm-hmm. have you had those types of arguments with your spouse and if so like how do you find your way out of the woods oh my gosh he's incredible like I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people on the planet so I will get into a space like that and you can't see your own shadow right, so right. It's, it is impossible so if you have you something feel nuts. yeah you feel nuts and your emotions and your hormones take over and you immediately are five years old and your dad's leaving and you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and like that it has no nothing to do with whatever argument you're in with your partner but he is so able to like recognize that immediately we had a moment um like it was this year and it was like a really big fight I was like going through like postpartum depression Mm. and it was just really really tough and I exploded and he just like sat there and he was like letting me get it out and he got like so sad and it like still makes me emotional because he's like I just saw like the five-year-old girl that was like scared of being abandoned yeah you know so he can just like see it and he doesn't take it personal right and he allows me to like heal that wow Mm -hmm. and then i can so the love that you have together that's strong Mm -hmm. that's like a beaut. that's like what a relationship could be like the most beautiful parts of a a romantic relationship where you're so connected and you respect each other Mm -hmm. it's so hard to accept personally but it is possible that's (laughs) yeah did 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 he was he always like that or did you grow to well yeah we've definitely grown a ton since we've met each other but he's always how long been have you been together 13 years oh oh okay. wow nice yeah okay. it yeah. takes time 
it takes time. I mean, mm-hmm. we're both very different people and we constantly are checking in to make sure we're like growing in the right direction because mm-hmm. that's also crucial is like mm-hmm. having someone that's willing to go on the journey with you. Um, but I mean, the man that he's turned into is incredible and he's never not working on himself. And Damn. yeah, he just is like the most introspective person I know. So if you, I come at him, he never for a second takes it personal. He's like, I know it's something else. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's incredible. And it provides a place for me to like truly be healed and like no like this is um like what a man is supposed to be right yeah. like this is like right. the dad that i want for you my dreamed kids. of for your children exactly and you do need to see examples like corinne is really good at not taking stuff personally and that helped me not to take stuff personally because i took a lot of stuff personally and i just needed to see like oh you're reacting in a way that if that happened to me i would be pissed and i'm mm-hmm. now seeing that there's absolutely no need to be angry whatsoever that's like an old thing mm-hmm. it's yeah, hard to take choice. stuff not personally too because i'm so obsessed with myself and you're like well how is this not about me <laughs> we all are right right yeah. yeah we all are um going back to the postpartum now did you so you used um psychedelics to get uh, open yourself up to the second child did it was that helpful or did you use that all with postpartum depression no i didn't mm. um because i'm breastfeeding and like oh, we don't know how much goes of course, through the milk of course, so of course. yeah it wasn't an option your baby's like what up? just he's already <laughs> comes in know. tripping and now everything yeah. is like exponential <laughs> so then what do you do like what is like what is the western approach to postpartum like we've had people with postpartum uh, before but like no one's really uh, there's Get, no like, way out. It's, no one seems to be getting the help they need. Quite well, honestly. I have a hot take on postpartum yeah, depression. Hot Please take it up. I it honestly us. think like probably most of it is bullshit. I think that like if, the existence of it, how we're labeling it. Because okay. I think how, every, it's part of it. It's it's because of modernity. So whenever mm. would you have a mom that had a baby and you send her home to be by herself with this baby to do everything. Well, realistically, if like how many dads get paternity leave, it's not a lot. For sure. It's a couple weeks at yeah. best. So you send her home with no support system. There is no tribe. And then we call that depression. No, we, like, yeah. it's fucking this bullshit. Happens to women. This You're drowning. Women since You're the beginning drowning. of fucking time. You're supposed to yeah. be surrounded by elders and like your aunts and your sisters Community. and your moms. Like in Asian culture, you don't get out of bed for two weeks. You don't leave the house for 40 days. Everyone wow. is taking care of the mom. We have like these babies showers and that's great and fun but like what what about the mom she just went through this I 100% agree with you could not agree more because uh, we hear a lot of moms say like the after I had the everyone was asking me how I was when I was pregnant the second the baby came out no one gave a shit and I was the the baby needed me to feed Mm -hmm. it the baby needed my body my tits the and you're just like this walking fucking milk carton you're healing it takes such a long time to get back to like your baseline your hormones are crazy you're so weak I mean I couldn't pick up my toddler for six weeks because then you could like have serious like hemorrhaging oh, problems. Yeah. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, there's so, so much. So that we where don't talk is like the this. tribe? So we we take away all of these things that you absolutely need. Like we're social creatures, and we say, "Oh, you're depressed." Like no, there's like a huge social problem that's behind this. And like you said, it's everyone's there to celebrate you while you're pregnant. And then how many of your friends come over to like, check on you, right. or bring you food, or be like, "Is mm. there anything you need? Let me take the baby so you can sleep." Yeah. Um, and they say like, "Sleep when the baby sleeps." Like fuck. You, the yeah. baby's in my room. They can smell my milk from a mile away. It's not going to happen. Like you need support. So mm-hmm. I think if we mm-hmm. were to fix that baseline and just like have that support system, I would think you would see a lot of the depression not happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what would it look like if you had if you had an unlimited budget and you had a company where you can make an experience for a mother postpartum the best that you from your knowledge that it could be? What what would you have instilled? Uh, so we were actually like toying with this. Like, do we create a yeah. virtual community? There's one I think it's called um, maybe Motherly. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, but there is one company that's kind of doing it. it looks like they're more UK based or like India based. Um, but you would have essentially like to have do you know the app next door. Mm-mm. So um, it's by like your geolocation and people post like, oh, I saw this possum in my yard or have you seen my goat or whatever. It's like just like it's like a <laughs> quick yeah. chat for like people in the area. So you would okay. have kind of oh, like cool. um, a next door, but for moms and people that had resources for moms. So whether that was a, po- a postpartum doula, someone who was um, really well educated in like postpartum nutrition and like mm. making real wholesome foods that will help you heal, having someone come over for postnatal massage, having yeah. someone come over to just like take care of the baby during oh. the night like because i was like i would do that like if there was an app for like people in my building and then someone could, like, was rent like a friend. can you like i actually <laughs> that'd so be fun funny. i was actually gonna like offer to my neighbors i'm like hey like i'll like i don't need the money but like i would sit your kids you know just because like you know sometimes i feel like i need some like kid training not because i want to have kids i just i'm like yeah i don't never around them and it's weird to not be around a certain yeah type of person for a long period of time for me it's children you know <laughs> they come into my store but other than that <laughs> so I, I was gonna offer but then i'm like that looks that that's a weird that's a weird thing right, to because offer. people are paranoid now <laughs> I get about it, that kind right, of stuff right because it's not yeah. like a, we don't live in a, a like a, a village like community because right. like in other t- time periods mm-hmm. or other places that would be a completely normal ask for me it looks like i'm up some kind of a predator <laughs> right right <laughs> and there's so there's a lot of communities i've read about like if somebody in the community has depression they all like gather around them and just like fucking huddle and in support of that one person and it really helps with their with their mental illness and uh, i can't imagine how potent it would be for women like oh man right and then you also so have to necessary. have the time too so if you have yeah. someone that's like a counselor or a spiritual teacher or whatever your modality is you have to have the time to be able to right. meet with them for like that hour a week or hour a day or whatever it is that you allow for yourself um, but to have someone to check in with and like for them to hold you accountable is also really important mm. because you get in this loop and then you don't want to move um, which is then like making you feel even worse and then you, mm. you're not like losing baby weight and then that makes you feel worse and it's like you just have to on. make the decision and then that fucking, I don't want to do this anymore. And we call that postpartum depression. That is a fucking joke. Right. That's such a fucking joke. Wow. We got to stop doing that. Yeah. It's just like an utter lack of community and connection. Yeah. Yeah. Com- community and connection is like the it's it's, you know, the books I read to say connections, the opposite of trauma connections, the opposite of addiction. But it also can really help with your mental health. And I feel like even too like having people come over, people who do have babies, new babies, older babies, but also people who don't have kids to come over so you could socialize and just like experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a story about your day. Like, you know, just something feel human a little bit. Yeah. Adult yeah. Interaction. Yeah. Because I think one of the things like. Uh, the complaints, especially in modern times when it's like more accepted for mo- moms actually like complain about motherhood, which I think is completely should be completely on the table, uh, is like a loss of identity. Like once you become a mom, like you're own- like you it's like almost like you stop being a woman. Like I remember being really upset uh, after Kim Kardashian had kids and then like she posted sexy photos of herself and then everyone's like, you're a mom. You can't do that. And I was like, what Fuck in the off. absolute fuck yeah. are you talking about? 
talking about like that like just uh, it's like you're taking away someone's sexuality and a big part of who they are and how they feel free to express themselves because they're a mom like that's horrible and I think a horrible uh lesson to set for your children mm-hmm. and I'm, I feel like women do that to oh, other women more than men yeah I think it's like it's, yeah I mean there's I think a, so there's a lot I mean it was men and women like um, but I think it's you know it's coming from different places like men different like, fears don't want mm-hmm. women to be powerful in two ways I guess because I think the two ways that men often see women as powerful are like in their sexuality and then in being a mother but there's like other ways to be powerful. so many more ways than that <laughs> and then for women I feel like it would come from women who maybe became mothers and then don't have Kardashian money to get that body back, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. never. I mean, most of us never had a Kim Kardashian <laughs> body, so, like, what are we getting back? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But did you feel any of that around? Yeah, I get yeah. that a lot. That yeah. idea that you're somehow supposed to split off from, right. like, literally your life force, right? Like, that is creative energy. Like, that is the purest form of creation is, like, sexual energy. Yeah. Like, you're creating Goddamn a right. life and a, bringing a soul into this world. Yes. Um, there's, like, this archetype that's, like, the maiden, the myth, uh, or yeah the maiden the mother and the myth uh-huh. yeah. and the idea is to kind of encompass all of them we go through the stages as women as we age but it's not to discard the younger versions it's to actually integrate them as you evolve so the maiden is like this beautiful young curious explorer and she's just got like this vibrancy for life and then you have the mother and she's like there to protect and she's like very much in that strength and then you have um the uh myth Mm -hmm. and she is or the crone and she's like this aged woman she's got wrinkles on her face and she's like the guiding wisdom Mm -hmm. right and it's not to lose your sexuality once you get to the crone but it's like to embrace it and I'm sure like as you age you can meet like these older women that still have like this beauty and this aura around them and you're like that's a force they have they didn't discard it right they didn't let people tell them to get rid of it it Mm -hmm. just looks a little bit different like you're always elevating hopefully and growing so it just like transmutes into something else so Uh people want you to split that off and it's like no that's a whole person that's very much a whole person why don't we ask dads to not be sexual because they're a dad that's crazy so why is it why are we doing that yeah it's like accepted to get like hit on by your friend's dad it's like what are we even talking about (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) i dreamt of that as a kid (laughs) that's that's wild stuff um uh, not that i know people are not their occupations um but just out of curiosity what does your husband do what's his occupation he's an investor an entrepreneur so he has like surprising wow hats. yeah what and a spiritual guy who's yeah like really grounded in those words not the answer i was expecting does he have a traumatic yeah. background and no. wow no trauma just like a good dude just a great dude Fuck yeah and what he's actually doing right now so he's investing in that human promise that i inve- uh, like brought up earlier yeah um he's specifically targeting like entrepreneurs and ceos and like these fortune 500 guys because the idea is is if you can instill that perspective on that level then you can really facilitate change right yes. like if you're approaching yeah from more empathy and less from like profit then like everybody benefits oh yes yes Mm -hmm. yes yes that would be beautiful um you another point that was talked about in the email that was interesting um how to raise masculine boys in a world that demonizes men was how it was worded Mm -hmm. um and i'm curious what how how old are your boys they're super young so so, almost four and then like baby so have you noticed like have you watched them i don't have kids so i have no idea but 
I, I have a nephew and I was there the day he was born and it was really cool to see, but I'm not there with him day to day. So I don't know how much stuff gets pushed on him and how much stuff he's genuinely interested in. Mm-hmm. But like, do you find that your your sons have this natural inkling towards like masculine things or are they just their own person or does gender not really they don't give a shit about gender until they don't even know about that yet so there's this concept that's called pruning and it's um it's like it's so this is neuroscience like when they hit about seven they lose a ton of their neural connections because mm. they they don't serve you for an evolutionary purpose so their brain is undergoing like wild transformation it's just like not available and yeah. they don't care yeah right? like, I, yeah they don't care like there's um kids like boys in class that have braids and glitter and whatever and like no one is yeah. picking on them like they're just like oh that's just so and so that's right? what tyler likes to do yeah it's, yeah it's like not a big deal at <laughs> mm-hmm. all so i feel like a lot of the times it's the parents that are pushing these constructs on the kids where if like you're a boy you can't wear nail polish automatically you must be a girl and like that's a whole other conversation it's like why don't you let them blossom and like see what they truly want to do instead of like forcing your own thing and like this um pressure that we feel societally to like i don't know what it is see we're talking about fights that end relationships like one of the fights that ended my like most important relationship was literally like we're talking about like having a uh, hypothetically having a kid Mm -hmm. and it was like it was like a new show brought up the topic but then you know you discuss it and it was just like if your kid wanted to wear a your boy wanted to wear a dress to school would you let him yeah and my answer was i would absolutely let him but i would before he went tell communicate to him that other people are probably going to make fun of you you might get problems you might even get like someone might try to hit you but of course you can wear it. But I just I would never want to send them in blindly like everyone's going to love your yeah. dress, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah that yeah. wouldn't be fair. And and that'd it, be cool. And yeah. My partner at the time was like, like, absolutely no, like he's not wearing a dress. And I'm like, like, I, it's just like for me, it's like so rigid. For it's no also reason. like, yeah, it's like knowing me that long. It's like, you know, like I'm like the creative free spirit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, I'm going to let my boy wear a dress if he wants to. Yeah. Like what? And I, <laughs> yeah. I over the last two months, I have had the absolute pleasure of meeting t- uh, multiple kids like four of them uh one was trans and he like was so uncomfortable in his body uh when he was born a woman and like really distressed and stressed out and his parents like okay like let's see what the options are and then now he's able to like be himself and you just see like oh you're happier and these kids that i met they're so confident and they so know who they are and I'm like, damn, I'm jealous of that confidence. Like, I, we all have that at one point, you know, and it mm-hmm. kind of gets chipped away as you get older and you try to regain it back. But I'm like, also these kids, like, they really, I don't know, they're very sure of themselves. And it's like, it all seems like the adult's problem. Like It, all it definitely is an adult problem for sure. And I think when it comes to like body dysmorphia or gender dysphoria, um, like that usually shows up really early, right? Mm-hmm. And there are like some very telltale signs about that. So like denying that, the existence of that I think is crazy um, I think what I see happening is that we're trying to like act like it's more prominent than it is right. so if you see yeah. someone's gender expression that sure. doesn't align a stereotype then you see parents that because they don't want to make the politically incorrect move mm. that they're like oh well they must be this instead yeah, and I think right. that that's super harmful and it's yeah. also not acting with integrity within your own child and like to protect them so I think again every situation is going to be different like and go to a professional to see if that's what's going on so that you can take care of your kid right and like let them express themselves how they need to or do the changes or whatever yeah um like the social changes but when it comes to like forcing on like 
I guess stereotypes. I think that that's harmful. Yeah, it's like um, leaving, or pushing you in one direction. Right. Like, it just yeah. doesn't. I like think it's about leaving the door open when you're yeah. when you're dealing with like children. It's just like he, he, like presenting options. Even like, and you can do that in many ways. Like for me, it was like done. Uh, not so much for like sex or gender, just because like I didn't. I wasn't questioning that, but like, I think even like religion, like mm-hmm. I was offered, you know, because my parents were different religions too. I was like offered multiple, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like they're doing them one. They're like, we'll show you some of this. We'll show you some of this. And then I was like, I'm going to do a third one. But, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, Which but I'm shit. familiar with the, the, the two options that were presented and no one ever was like, you have to do this. Yeah. And I think that was great. Mm-hmm. And it's also a matter of like humanizing. Cause one of the kids that I had met the, uh, my friend who was with me at the time was like, yeah, I watched this child born one gender and then eventually like working towards transitioning and I see how much happier he is and this was a person that like might have voted Republic like, very like oh what is this bullshit rolls your the eyes the second you start talking about anything of this nature and he was like I will never doubt the existence of the genuine existence of a child's uh, gender dysphoria ever again because I mm-hmm. watched it and I'm like oh man I wish we could I wish we could humanize it for everybody you know, no, you should 100% treat everyone like a human. I don't think that there's ever an excuse to dehumanize anybody. Like, yeah, that's just but that's cruelty. why like the side of the people that are like, this is fucking bullshit. It's because they haven't humanized it yet, I think. Partially, but then you see like a pendulum reaction, right? Like, I think that's how for some reason, like we still have like these monkey minds and we like yeah. we just react and we react, and react and still like, trying to come to an equilibrium. So like, again, it very much exists 100 percent, and like for those people that it exists for like they should be allowed to do what they want to do um i think what happens is when you think that it's happening more often than not so um statistically speaking like if you have a kid and it shows up before puberty like a lot of times that kid might end up just being gay right right right, right. so if like that's the case like you don't want to say being gay is wrong because that i don't believe that either so it's like well you're still young no being gay is boring and that's the problem these days because even the way you said it my, oh, comedy, my comedy mind was like, she's not wrong. It's like, yeah, you're just gay. Snooze right. fest. Yeah. yeah. And, but that's also Might so well be beautiful that guy. we're in a place uh, yeah. where that it's not like this triggering thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like not also, again, you have to know your kid. And like if yeah. you're in that space of questioning to like bring in a professional so that you have like all you know yeah, like just all see, perspectives yeah um but not to like there are also consequences of doing like a social change if that's not actually what they're experiencing right well there's a lot of helicopter parents around too and i mean i see it even in uh, in the dog park it's like oh my god thank <laughs> no, god you only park. have a dog because <laughs> like they are just chasing Riddle. this dog around i'm like let and they the, yell the name let the dog, let dog. The dog <laughs> live oh my goodness <laughs> the second the dog starts humping like <laughs> Like I am, I, I look it's so freaked out. I look maybe like an abusive parent at the dog park to these other people because I'm so just what you chilling, mean. watching the. I don't know the dog be a dog. We're it's we're in a fence. Like we're what's happening? People really do get they're stressed out about their dog. them around. They're panting. They're I go, guy eh, got everything. I mean, the amount of times that I've said everything's gonna be all right to someone at a dog, at a dog park. park. Mm-hmm. So I mean, funny. I literally said to a woman, I was like. My dog, like, she, like my dog was like humping her dog, and I like went over, you know, just like because, you know, dog trainers like will often say like you're supposed to just allow Let it because it's natural, but people don't like it socially, and I get that, so I'm not gonna like <laughs> give, give them that the whole speech about it. But I, she was like trauma, trauma, and I go, and I said to her, I was like, my dog didn't rape your dog, like I said that, <laughs> you know, I'm probably not allowed in Boris and Horton anymore, but like I don't know what is going on you in people's minds, <laughs> like it's so out of control. I think they, I I guess it's just like the paranoia of like 
you know, maybe because we talk so much about how uh, our parents, you know, fucked us up in this generation that they don't want to be the parent that fucks their kid up yeah. too desperately. But yeah. it's but it's it's re- a lot of helicopter parents where I'm like, I'm stressed out being around you mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, that's and, yeah. That's one of the things that psychedelics gave to me. It was like <clears throat> the fucking ability to chill the fuck out and not be in fight or flight. Yeah. it's very prominent and like what's your so what's your approach on like or you know because you would know better on like how to i'm guessing you're not a helicopter parent no, like you have no, a calm no, no, energy no. but like how do you to people who are get out of that space like yeah. obviously you're going to be constantly concerned about your kids and where i would be worried for your all the time mm-hmm. that something was going to happen but you can't you have to let them experience the world otherwise what was the point of having them yeah otherwise you're gonna cripple them like you're taking their legs out before they can even like walk or run so i mean think of how many times something bad has happened like bad has happened and you're like i grew from this i learned from this yeah i won't do that again right you have to let them experience that so are they taking risks that like they're are they're not gonna like life they're not life-threatening right so is it a risk that they might fall they might like even skin their knee right let them experience that let them experience other people um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like within bounds, you just have to check, like, is it coming from love or fear, which is what you talked yeah. about earlier. So if it's just constant fear, you're going to suffocate them. And that yeah. is not going to be a, a good adult parent relationship down the road. Right. Like you're you're mm-hmm. not letting them grow into themselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for for having it with us. Um, is there anything you would like to promote or and if not or if so, in addition, where can we find you online where we can we get more of you? Um, you can go to chattingwithcandice.com um, and then all my handles are Candace Horback. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank this you. Amazing. We Yay. appreciate it. This thank has been so Guys We Fuck the Anti Slut Chimming Podcast. We will talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? What you would have said, I go to the corner store, get a big gulp of gill, I pour it on the floor, just to watch it spill. Cause all I do is watch TV. When I can't sleep at night I listen to true crime Is that my twisted brain Trying to pass the time Maybe if you were here You'd say you were too mean Maybe if you were here You'd be a drag
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.